Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming. Thank you so so much for tuning back in. If you are new here, hi, I'm Crystal Matong, your host, and it's so nice to have you join us today. But before anything else, if you are a returning listener, a returning subscriber, I just want to take this time to personally thank you for the amazing, amazing love and support that you've showed me on the first episode. It was insane and surreal. So thank you so so much from the bottom of my heart but nonetheless if you have not joined our family yet feel free to hit the follow or subscribe button to do so because it is never too late never ever ever too late all right so on today's episode we are going to be talking about what it truly means to love ourselves and the reason why i chose to talk about this topic today is because I strongly believe that we have been introduced to a rather incomplete and somewhat shallow version of self-love. On top of that, there are, you know, wild misconceptions that surround the topic of self-love, one of them being that it's feminine. What is that? Of course, I've never had anyone, you know, blatantly say that self-love is feminine. However, if you do go to Google, YouTube, Pinterest or whatever search engine there is, you will come to find that the topic of self-love is more catered towards women or other females other than men. I don't understand that part. I really, really don't. So, One thing from me to you, self-love is not in any way feminine or masculine or whatever the case is. Self-love is for everyone. So on this episode, I'm going to break down the ins and outs of loving yourself and what it truly means. I hope that you guys do enjoy it and that you take a thing or two away from it. And if that happens to be the case, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. And without further ado, let's get straight into the episode. What is self-love? What does it mean to truly love yourself? And do you love yourself? That is our point of departure and that's where we are starting today's episode. So one thing that I want to explain, it might sound crazy or weird (laughs) or whatever, but... um. I never ever do something without a reason. With everything that I do, there's always a meaning behind it, a purpose behind it. And that meaning or purpose comes to me um, in a sense of a feeling. So when I thought about self-love, I got this feeling that I cannot translate into words. It's so hard. And so... When I was pondering upon this topic, obviously I had to have a description of what self-love is. And um, usually I do research. So when I did my research, the definitions that I found did not satisfy the feeling that I had inside. What am I saying? I hope I'm making sense. So... I literally had to sit down with myself and ask myself, what does self-love mean to me? Because I really do believe that it is far beyond just pampering yourself and taking yourself out on dates and taking warm baths and spoiling yourself. It's it's far deeper than that. That is not self-love. 
So, according to Crystal Matung, what is self-love? So, self-love is a mindset, a mentality. It is a decision and it is conscious. That's what self-love is to me. It is a mental state. In order for you to love yourself, you need to be conscious. You need to be aware. So self-love is aware. It is conscious. And that is why whenever I think about self-love, I automatically think about self-awareness as well. Because those two for me go hand in hand. So self-love is, is, is a deeper, more psychological and emotional connection with yourself. And that is the basis of self-love, that connection with yourself. When you are able to sit down with yourself, where you are able to love your own company. But I will get into everything um, later on in this episode. I just hope that it, it's not a long one. I just hope. Cross your fingers. <laughs> okay. So another thing about self-love is that it makes room for growth, understanding, and maturity. And um, it is all thanks or rather, that is possible because of self-awareness. Self-love without self-awareness is questionable and very shallow because you become, I don't want to say ignorant, but you end up finding yourself in a position where you are no longer loving of yourself, but you rather mask that lack of self-love with narcissism, um, egoism, or you know, being conceited. Because... Self-love without self-awareness is no longer self-love. It's not because self-love is aware. In order for you to love yourself, you need to be conscious. You need to be aware. And um, being conceited, thinking that you are better than everyone, shows that you lack self-awareness. And I read on an article that people who are conceited, egoistic, are actually compensating their lack of self-love with you know those things. But most importantly, one thing that I want us to understand is that self-love is a skill. It is a journey. Um, it's something that you're going to learn to do over time. You're not going to wake up one day and, you know, love yourself and every part of you. That's not going to happen. You have to pace yourself, learn yourself, know yourself and understand yourself. And the only way that you can do that is through self-awareness. Yes. Okay, so... With self-love, it is a lot of things, but it is not certain things. So what are those things that are not self-love? The first one is perfectionism. And yes, perfectionism has made an appearance once again. <laughs> um, the reason why I so passionately speak about perfectionism is because I understand how daunting and debilitating it is. That is why I really do not appreciate it when people um, think perfectionism is a good personality trait or character trait. Because it is not. Especially if you really understand you know, what perfectionism is and its casualties. And um, according to hitstuff.org... Perfectionism has been linked to a variety of mental health issues like anxiety. And that is the case with me. Um, I've never openly said that I, you know, struggle with anxiety. And I, not that I hate it, but it's so hard for me to open up because I cannot explain it. 
Because one time I told someone that I struggle from social anxiety. And they're like, what does that mean? Are you just afraid of people? And And I could not explain it. And that's why I don't like talking about it because I cannot explain it. I wish I could just open up my head so that you can see what's going on in there. So, but let me try and make an example. So with social anxiety, basically when I read on Google, it said that, okay, let me just read it word for word because as I said, I cannot explain it no matter how hard I try. So it says social anxiety disorder, sometimes referred to as social phobia, is a type of anxiety disorder that causes extreme fear in social settings. People with this disorder have trouble talking to people, meeting new people, and attending social gatherings. They fear being judged or scrutinized by others. They may understand that their fears are irrational or unreasonable, but feel powerless to overcome them. And that is what's so hard with anxiety is that you are aware that your fear is irrational and it does not make sense, but you cannot bring yourself to face that particular situation. You just cannot And other people have this misconception that social anxiety is the same as being shy. That is 100% different because shyness is usually short-term and doesn't disrupt one's life. But with social anxiety, um, it is persistent and debilitating, as I said. It can affect one's ability to work, attend school, develop close relationships with people outside of their family. Um, oh, and I read this on www.healthline.com. So that is what it means living with social anxiety. It is hectic. It's bad. So um, next time I ignore your text, I ignore your DM, I ghost you, just know that it's it's not personal. <laughs> I just can't. It's it's hard for me to maintain contact. It's it, It's frustrating. So social anxiety disorder is when you care more of what people think than you do yourself. That is why then I want everything that I do to be perfect because I don't want to be seen in an embarrassing light. One thing that I always say is that I don't want to embarrass myself. If you know me, you know I say that almost every day that I just don't want to embarrass myself so that's why I'd rather stay home not text not um you know make phone calls and everything like that oh speaking of phone calls guys I hate phone calls with all my heart with all my soul and people don't understand it's hey guys phone calls make me anxious so that's why I never ever answer phone calls and at the rare times that I do my heart my heart is racing. The reason why I hate them so much and why they make me so anxious is because I'm not in control. And when I'm not in control, it means that there is nothing I can do to perfect that moment or that situation. So I'm not in control of what the other person is not is going to say. I'm not ready. Um that's why at school I also hated unprepared speeches. Because I cannot perfect my speech. Because I don't know what to expect. And the same is true for phone calls. I don't know if I'm making sense. But with perfectionism, it's more of a mental issue than anything else. There's nothing good about perfectionism. And um, it really does take a toll on your mood. Um, 
it makes you even more anxious if you're someone who suffers from anxiety and it can make you feel blue or even depressed so perfectionism is just it's not nice so think think twice before you say oh i'm a perfectionist think twice because there is a huge difference between striving for excellence and setting unrealistically high standards for yourself that is perfectionism is when you set unrealistically perfect high standards for yourself and then you know what happens you then end up bashing yourself for for not reaching those standards because of course you're not going to reach those standards they are unrealistic perfection does not exist it's just unrealistic and it's it is stressful so one way that you can cope with perfectionism is you need to be present that's one thing that i try doing is that i have to be present and make a conscious decision to understand that i cannot control everything and understand that i am human i am bound to make mistakes and that is okay right so you need to make that that conscious decision to be present and understand that you are only human and that perfection does not exist and no one is perfect no one is going to bash you for not reaching a standard that does not even exist no one is going to do that and um another thing again that self love is not is self criticism and judgment I don't think I'll ever understand how we are able to be so compassionate, understanding, warm and gentle towards the ones that we love and yet fail to do the same for ourselves. And then we claim to love ourselves. I really don't because with perfectionism, perfectionism again is also a sign of lack of self-love if you did not know. Because if you loved yourself enough, you would not be putting so much strain on yourself you would not be putting so much pressure on yourself <sighs> let's just learn to treat ourselves how we would the ones that we love because as i said we treat our loved ones with so much compassion and understanding and, and and kindness yet we cannot do the same for ourselves can we just learn to appreciate our very existence and hold ourselves in high regards because we deserve and we are worthy of it Another thing lastly is that not lastly but lastly on the things that perf- that self love is not um selfish it is not selfish as i've mentioned that self love is a lot of things and it has many undertones and bases and one of them is putting yourself first and many people are so afraid to put themselves first because they hate the idea of being selfish and actually putting yourself first is not selfish rather it's selfless because it allows you to be in a better position to properly love and care for those around you because you have done that for yourself first not loving not putting yourself first however now that is selfish because you are now inflicting hurt and pain to those around you they are the ones that have to deal with and unfulfilled you and insecure you they have to deal with an incomplete and unloved you so get rid of this notion that putting yourself first is selfish because it's not now the question is how then do you practice self love 
I have four ways. The first one is by practicing self-compassion. So if you do not know where to start with your journey of self-love, start by practicing self-compassion. Be kind to yourself. Be understanding towards yourself. Allow yourself to make mistakes because life is hectic. Life is hectic and we go through many things and especially in today's day and age with anxiety, depression, um, you know, mental health disorders being such or rather being on a high, we owe ourselves to be graceful towards ourselves. We owe ourselves that much just to be kind and warm and gentle towards ourselves. And on the days where it's hard to love yourself, those are the days when you need it the most. The second way that you can practice self-love is by being mindful and intentional. Because, again, self-love is aware. Self-love is conscious. Being mindful means that you are aware of your thoughts and feelings without judgment, but acceptance and compassion. It is being aware of our negative self-talk, being aware of our self-criticism. And addressing it with nothing but compassion and love. So basically just feel your feelings for what they are. And I don't think that most of us do this. Um, and I want to challenge you to try doing it from now on. That just feel your feelings for what they are. If you feel anxious, then feel anxious. Don't bash yourself. If you feel blue and you are under a rut, feel just feel that. Don't bash yourself that I could be doing this, this and that or this and, and so and so are doing this, this and that. And just don't. Be present. Be with yourself. Be there for yourself and just feel your feelings for what they are. If you feel angry, it is okay. Feel angry. There's nothing wrong with being angry. Don't judge yourself for feeling the feelings that you are feeling. Another thing with mindfulness is that it brings a sense of intentionality into your life. It gives you things to be intentional about. Being an intentional person simply means that everything you do is done with a clear purpose and determination. And for you to reach that level of intentionality, you need to be self-aware. So being intentional, it is knowing why you do what you do and why you don't do what you don't do. So with mindfulness, you are aware of, let's say, your negative self-talk. You then make a conscious decision to replace the negative self-talk with something affirming and positive because you are aware of how destructive and detrimental your negative self-talk is. So with mindfulness or rather self-awareness as a whole, you are able to grow and understand and learn yourself even better. To make a practical example, being mindful means or rather being mindful is saying, oh, I am not as loving in this area of my life. And intentionality is saying, I am going to work on that area of my life. And intentionality is saying, I am going to work on that area of my life. So without mindfulness and intentionality, you won't know where to start working on yourself and you won't know how to implement it. And therefore, you won't understand how to implement self-love you won't understand how to love yourself because you don't even understand yourself 
mindfulness and intention are imperative for self-love. They are the canvas and self-love is the painting. So without the canvas, there's no basis for the painting. And the same is true for self-love in relation to mindfulness and intention. You first have to be mindful, be intentional, be present, be aware. Then you'll be able to love yourself. Another point um, is set boundaries. If you want to practice self-love, set boundaries. Because your boundaries tell you and others how they can treat you, what is acceptable and what is not. When a boundary is crossed, you need to give feedback saying, listen, that was not okay. Be it yourself, be it another person, you have to give that, you have to give that feedback. Setting boundaries is a form of self-care to me because it protects you from emotional and mental exhaustion. When we don't set boundaries for ourselves and with others, we end up unwillingly giving away parts of ourselves, our time, our energy, our mental health, peace, and, and so on. So when you set boundaries, you are then actively saying, I love myself enough to value my own feelings and needs. You are saying, I am not in any way going to compromise them for anyone or anything. And you're also saying, I'm not responsible for how others behave. I'm only responsible and accountable for my own actions and behavior. And lastly, forgive yourself. This one is super important when it comes to practicing self-love because we make mistakes. We're not perfect. We are inevitably going to make mistakes and we are going to fall short some way or another. We're going to say something wrong and upset someone or unintentionally hurt them or sabotage someone by mistake. But we, I mean, we guys, we are human. We are human. And that is part of the human experience, making mistakes. And now you have to be able or rather you need to be in a position where you are able to forgive yourself and understand that your mistakes do not define your character or your worth. So forgive yourself, keep going because you are worthy of forgiveness and of discussion. So to encapsulate and, you know, do a recap, self-love is a choice. It is a decision and it is a mindset. For you to love yourself, you need to be aware and make the conscious decision to love yourself. Um, perfectionism is, again, I repeat, a scam. Um, if you are someone who struggles with, you know, any mental health issues and illnesses, you are also worthy of love. You are okay. Because one thing that I always struggle with are, you know, these thoughts that keep on saying that you're not normal, um, people are not going to be able to relate to you, you're, not, you're never going to make friends, you are going to end up lonely, and you know, because <laughs> our minds lie to us sometimes. So you need to be in a position where you understand that I'm not my thoughts. And that is where self-awareness comes in, where you just feel your feelings for for what they are and you do not associate with them. Yes, you are feeling those feelings. Yes, you're feeling angry. Yes, you're feeling jealous at the time. But you are not a jealous person. You are not an angry person. Your feelings are your feelings and you are you.
Um, self-love is not selfish. Uh, self-criticism is not cute. Do not. You are just perfect the way that you are. Do not compare yourself to anyone else. You are worthy of love and you are perfect the way that you are. The minute that you understand that is the minute that you are able to proceed and work on yourself and better yourself. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I feel like it was all over the place. Oh my word. I honestly feel like it was all over the place. But if you did enjoy it, feel free to hit the follow or subscribe button and share with your friends and family. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to DM the podcast Instagram at becomingpod. It'll be linked in the description. And with all of that said, it's time for me to sign out. See you guys on the next episode. Thank you.